The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday morning. Uh, taking a couple minutes out of your day to be in God's Word. We appreciate this. Hope this time will be help and encouragement to you as we examine another section of Scripture. Uh, We are in Matthew chapter 22 this morning as we continue through the last few chapters of the book of Matthew. Uh, And we're going to look at another one of the parables of Jesus Christ. As he talks about, he's making a comparison, teaching about the coming kingdom, talking about uh, using the descriptions of things they would know to that. In this case, would be a wedding feast. And so we get to parable. Matthew chapter 22, verse 1, the Bible says, And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables, and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son, and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding, and they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants, saying, Tell those who were invited, See, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, fatted calf are killed, and all things are ready, come to the wedding. But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his own farm, another to his business, and the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. And when the king heard about it, he was furious and sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those who are invited are not worthy. Therefore go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants who went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guest, he saw a young man, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. And the king said to his servants, bind him hand and foot, take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth for many are called, but few are chosen. Again, this is a picture of the ultimate coming of kingdom, how to get into the coming. uh, And so he starts off with this idea of a dinner, a feast. Now, he uses this picture, one, because there's a lot of principles that we'll unpack here in just a moment as we'd explain this parable that would be known to the people listening. Obviously, talking specifically still here to the chief priests and the scribes and Pharisees, to the religious leaders. Um, They kind of confront them, and he's using a bunch of parables to teach. And again, for those who were uninterested, that it made no sense to those who knew what they were looking for truth. There was a lot of truth to be found in these principles, which is the reason Jesus used parables in that teaching. Often hear him say, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who is willing to listen to the truth will hear the truth and will learn from this. So let's continue as we look at this. Let's break it down. So starts off with, he sends out to um, kind of the well-known people of the area come into the wedding. People, other kings and other um, royalty or other well-known people. He sends them out, those who would be considered worthy guests. In this situation, the picture would be initially giving to the nation of Israel, really specifically speaking to the religious leaders. Um, they were first offered this opportunity and they rejected it. And you just, here's what he says again. I sent out um, servants, they were killed, I sent out more, and, uh, and so they rejected, rejected some, killed, so here's the picture. Sent out John the Baptist, they rejected him. Sent out Jesus, they kill him. Uh, this is the picture. They had nothing to do with the information that was coming. 
And so what does he do? He's, he, he obviously destroys his enemy. He says, I'm done with this. Um, he said, I'm not going to handle this. And then, he, then what he does is he extends out. Now, the original picture was to Israel. Israel was obviously not destroyed, but it was sent out to them. He's speaking specifically of religious leaders who weren't listening. And he goes, I'm going to open it up. I'm going to broaden up the opportunity to more people, good and bad. And, and we see that picture as the kingdom of heaven would be opened up to more than just the nation of Israel. And so what happens is he goes out and finds anybody. Now, the point we're going to focus our attention on for a few minutes is this one man. And the story, as you remember, we read, they went out and found anybody willing to come in, good and bad, fill the room. But he says they, the, the king comes in and he sees one person not in a, in a wedding garment. Now, at first glance, if you don't understand the culture, what you might think is that this king kicks him out, doesn't seem to make sense. The man maybe couldn't have afforded it. Maybe he just didn't have this. He was just kind of last minute invited to the wedding. He didn't have a wedding, excuse me, a wedding garment didn't make sense. So you have to go back and understand the history of why that would have been important in part in Jesus telling the parable. And here's why. When somebody was invited to a wedding like this, um, they were invited to come, but they understood that the one putting on the wedding feast would provide the guest with wedding garments. And so the picture would be that these people would show up in whatever they had. They'd be handed the garments that would be necessary for them to enter into this feast. So this one gentleman, here's the point. He comes, he's been invited, he attends, he's been offered the garments necessary to enter into the feast. He chooses not to, enters in on his own. So again, a lot of picturesque aspects looking into this story, uh, and you can look at it. It's one of the things that's intriguing we start off with is that the picture is simple. God is calling people from all walks of life to come, good and bad. Whatever their background does not matter. Uh, he's calling them all to come and to receive his gift. He gives them, this picture is garments being given. They are kind of made acceptable in the party by the garment. We, it's easy to make the application that our salvation is not by our own works, what we put on it, it's putting on the righteousness of God. When we get saved, we are in, in, in embedded, infused with his righteousness. We are called saints. Uh, we are not earning any of this on our own. Jesus saves us. He gives us his righteousness. The Holy Spirit lives in, in us. And when Jesus looks down, he sees no longer a sinner, but he sees a saint. Um, now, please understand, it's not my goodness that he sees. He sees the righteousness of God, his son's righteousness. That is, through the shed blood of Christ, I have been given this. Through forgiveness, I've been given the righteousness of God, the imputed righteousness of God in my life. And so what you have is this man shows up, he's offered the garment, he says no, he walks in anyway. The picture today would be somebody has, I guess the a practical way to put it. Someone receives an invitation to Christ. Um, they hear the truth. They know the truth. They understand that they need to put on the garment to enter, but they choose not to. Uh, he says, well, now, unfortunately, what they've done is they've rejected the garment. He's rejected what he knows is necessary to enter into this feast, and he refuses to have it. And Jesus said, send him out. And in this case, he'll be cast into outer of darkness, um, we weeping and gnashing of truth, I believe, referencing the lake of fire, hell and the lake of fire, ultimately. And he says they came in. So here's the picture. People are going to hear the truth. They know the truth. They are fully aware of the truth. Please understand, when people, when they first hear the truth of salvation, do not always understand it. They do not always acknowledge it. I mean, their eyes are open, but it's still a lot of questions. Most of them have to hear. We're referencing someone here who's heard the truth, understands the truth, and has rejected the truth. He said no to the truth, and that is the point here. They've rejected the truth. 
Uh, and this is what he's talking to these scribes and Pharisees. They've got the truth, but they've rejected it. And that's really the reference here. Uh, and, he, and then he goes at the end, and he makes a point. Where he says, many are called, and few are chosen. Some have talking about the idea uh, that goes into what many call a Calvinistic perspective, where you know God has called many, but he's only chosen a few. Here, here's truly what I believe the passage is saying. God has given the opportunity for many. The Bible says God is not willing that any would perish, but that all come to repentance. God wants all. He gives the gospel to many, but not everybody are going to accept his free gift of salvation, not able to receive it. And what happens when I receive Jesus' gift, I become part of the chosen. There's a part. It's not a force. I do not believe that that is a forced salvation. I believe that I become part of the chosen. I become part of his family, the local church. That's what I believe would be the chosen. Many are called but not everybody receives it. Because this guy, understand, this guy, didn't. if you want to look at it and say, well, he didn't have a choice, no, he did. They gave everybody the opportunity to put in the garments he chose not to. He was released. So everybody's given the same opportunity. It's are they going to accept it? And when they say no, simple the picture is you say no enough. Unfortunately, your ultimate end is eternity in hell, which is not where God wants you to be. There's a lot taking here. And please understand, we could spend a few more, and I won't, but we could spend a few more episodes breaking down more detail. Um, there's a little more, um, you know, there's another parable of the feast, and there's some differences in them. Uh, we won't get into that today, kind of an overview of what it looks like. But it gives us an understanding of, see, what, what Jesus was trying to teach, that as a nation, per se, really as the spiritual leaders, they've rejected Jesus as the Messiah. And, uh, and that is when it was opened up to us as Gentiles, which is the picture we see as he's kind of establishing the picture of what the church would be. Well, again, thanks for joining us today. I will say this, if you're one of those watching, maybe listening to this or watching this, and as far as you're concerned, uh, you're still seeking truth, seeking the truth of, you know, difference between religion and church and all of that, and really you've come to acknowledge that the truth is simply Jesus. It's not religion. Uh, it's not how good you are. It's not how bad you are. It is simply truth that Jesus is the one who is died for your sin. He's an intercessor, and he wants to offer you salvation. I encourage you to turn to him. Repent of your sin and turn to him. And if you got questions on that, you can reach out to here at our office at Grace Baptist Church in Bakersfield, California. Our website's got my email address. We'd love a chance to either communicate that way or call us. We'd love a chance to answer any question we can or just show up and give us a chance to maybe answer your questions. We do appreciate the time you've given us. Hope it's an encouragement. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.